Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes, please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex, and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me, expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you, and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must, so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay, hi and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Hello friend, welcome, welcome back or welcome for the first time if you just found me or found the time to listen to a podcast and this is your very first episode. I am so excited to share this episode with you today because this topic can be such a game changer for a person. Uh, regardless of gender, but really this um, in this episode I'll speak mostly to women it can be such a game changer for you as a woman. Um, So empowering, so fun, and so effective in so many ways uh, in order to experience more turn-on, more excitement uh, towards having sex, and, um, and just make sex better, partnered sex better. So stick around if you want to know how. What am I going to talk about today? Well, you probably read the title when you clicked on the episode, but it's self-pleasure as foreplay. Self-pleasure as foreplay. What is self-pleasure? Well, you could also say masturbation as foreplay because there's a difference between self-pleasure and masturbation and I have a whole episode on that. So go back and listen to that if you want to. You can also continue listening to this episode without listening to that and still have a a great experience. Um, But it's basically like pleasuring yourself using that space as um, part of the sexual, the partnered sexual experience and use it as foreplay. There are two parts to why this is so powerful and so effective. The first part is, or like the first reason is, you are responsible for your own turn on. And obviously in that, it's not like your partner doesn't have 
any responsibility and doesn't at all need to be engaged in in your turn on and in sex foreplay excitement turn on all of that but it's not their responsibility your partner or partners can engage in support you in help you out with getting you turned on but it's not their responsibility the responsibility is yours you are responsible for your own turn on arousal and pleasure the second part or like the second reason why this self-pleasure as foreplay approach strategy technique is so powerful is because uh it's a really effective and empowering version of foreplay it's like solo play before partner play and that is really effective really fun and um it's a great way to mix it up So let me break this down for you so that maybe it makes a little bit more sense and you feel more inspired to do this and try it out and uh, reap the benefits. (laughs) So with the first piece, your responsibility, uh, the responsibility piece, it's your sexuality. You are an adult, autonomous, sexual woman. You are responsible for your own turn-on. I want you to feel like that's not a burden, but in quite opposite it's it's quite liberating and freeing and empowering now we all more or less grew up in societies that don't celebrate empowered female sexuality so most of us don't feel super empowered and autonomous and responsible for our pleasure as sexual women. So a lot of mixed messages. So what I'm telling you in that you're responsible for your own turn on and that's super empowering and you should masturbate and have self-pleasure. I am inviting you to do all those things because I know that it's possible to feel that way, but you might be feeling very differently at the moment. And there's a lot of room for change and growth and healing and expansion in in your sexual realm, in your sexual relationship with yourself. So if you're feeling like, whoa, I have no fucking clue on how to do that, on how to experience that, that feels so far away from me, let this be a kind of compass for you and just um, in like inspiration. Just because you can't run Uh, 5k's or 10k's or 8 miles or whatever doesn't mean that you can't at all ever because you know that it's possible for a person to run a marathon now you might not ever want to be at that level of (laughs) experience and mastery of running that you ever go and run a marathon or an iron man iron woman but maybe you can expand so that you can run 5k and feel like oh actually this feels really good it's the same with your sexuality there's a lot of room for growth Now, in our society today, there's a lot of emphasis on female pleasure. There's also a lot of expectations on female pleasure that we should be able to do this and that and come and um, have all the orgasms and all of that. And so there's a lot of emphasis on female pleasure today that is really good. It's I think it's a healthy evolution of our um, normalization and celebration of, of pleasure in general, but also specifically around female pleasure. Um, but we still carry these feelings inside that we need permission from a partner, a male partner oftentimes, or from men in general, or from, some, from society to be sexual. 
especially after the honeymoon phase if you're in a long-term relationship. Maybe you're not aware of it. It, it it's oftentimes a quite quite the subconscious or very subtle kind of belief system that you're not fully aware of. But many women carry this feeling that we need permission from our partners or from men or from society to be sexual because that's kind of how we were conditioned. So that's why it's really powerful and really transformative to take that back and say, no, I self-approve, I self-permit, like I give myself permission to be sexual. I need no one's blessing. I need approval or permission from no one. I'll literally take the matter in my own hands. So that's super powerful, especially in a in a long-term relationship. And to not feel like you're always so reliant on your partner, on their permission, on their presence, on their attention, on what they do with their fingers and mouth and all of the things. But you're like, you know what, dude? I'll do it myself. And it's not because you don't want them to or you don't think they can or that they you know obviously they they should engage in it but to come from that place that I don't need you to do this for me I'll happily do this on my own it's really powerful and actually really fun as well so um in the long-term relationship, when you're in that long-term phase where it's just like long and long and long and you're like, holy shit, I've been with you for a decade or two, like where's the novelty, right? It's quite easily to become sexually shut down for many different reasons, many, many different reasons. And we won't go into that now, but it's it's easy to start uh, to, it's easy to to forget about sex, to for, forget about self-pleasure, forget about masturbation. Uh, if you're in the child-rearing, child-raising years, you're busy as fuck and tired fucking all the time. And, you know, it's a lot. Like, adulting is fucking hard. <laughs> you don't have to tell me about it because I'm in the thick of it. <laughs> right? And so there's a, I have a, I hold you in so much compassion and understanding for not feeling like you have the time or energy or sometimes even the fucking desire to do it. Like, just leave me the fuck alone. I just want to chill out with Netflix or like numb out with my phone. I get it. But mm, you feel so much better after you've done it. You feel so, so, so much better after self-pleasure and after sex. So it's worth it. It's worth that little bit of like uphill kind of battle. It's worth getting over that threshold and to get into it. And once you're in it, it feels so good. It's so valuable. It's so nourishing. Um, so it's, it's kind of easy to um, fall into the, the invisible kind of... Um, trap it's easy to uh involuntarily or like without awareness walk down the slippery slope into becoming a disempowered sexual woman when you're in a long-term relationship it's easy i don't blame you maybe you didn't see your mother model it or other women model it older than you We don't talk about this in our society. We don't talk about the, really talk about it in a, in a 
really and that's why I created the podcast right to talk about it but we don't have a lot of inspiration and role models and insight into what it looks like to be a, a sexually empowered woman and to live a really sexually radiant and fulfilled life and still be super like respected in a way and a lot of women feel so dependent on men to initiate sex, to turn us on, to take care of us sexually. This is all part of the conditioning we've received growing up and the lack of role models and all of that. So when you flip, flip that narrative and say, actually, I'm responsible for my own turn on and I take the matters into my own hand, you are reversing a lot of that and you start to decondition a lot of that stuff. Now, some women have high turn-on, high libido, and initiate sex a lot. If you're listening to this and that's you, I celebrate you. That is amazing. That's so good. And nothing's wrong with you. And you get to be the exception, right? So that's really good. Really, really good. Keep that up. But most women don't feel that way. Most women work too much, have no community, lack sisterhood, feel stressed out all the time, drink way too much caffeine, which is kind of like poison for your fertility and your overall like general health and well-being and hormonal balance, which impacts your libido and your ability to get wet and all of that stuff. And, um, and that impacts your, your sexuality and your libido and your arousal. So that plus this sneaky subconscious belief system that men need to lead the way that you need to be led by your man in your sexuality all all of those things combined create this kind of disempowered relationship with foreplay so what do we do well you can change that you can cultivate turn on through your thoughts you can cultivate turn on through self-touch you can cultivate turn on through sensual practices throughout everyday life you can feel like a sexual woman you can come into partnered sexuality from a place of feeling like your cup is overflowing and with cup i mean your pussy <laughs> um so yeah fun right excited feeling inspired already or just like, oh, one more thing that I have to do. One more thing in my never-ending list of chores and responsibility. Fuck me. I wanted sex to be my partner's responsibility so that I don't feel responsible for everything. Hey, I get it. But this responsibility is for you. This responsibility is super selfish. Super self-nourishing. It gives back to you. It's for no one else. It's not for your kids. It's not for your man or partner. It's not for anyone else but you. So the, the frequency, the vibrational frequency around this responsibility feels way different than the other ones. It feels different than laundry. It feels different than dropping off kids. It feels different than cooking or whatever it is that you do. And also, if all household chores are on your responsibility list, then maybe there needs to be a conversation where you get to say like, hey, I am 
overwhelmed. I am super burdened by all of these things. It is ne- negatively impacting my rest and my, and therefore it's negatively impacting my uh, time, the time I have to be with myself sensually and sexually, which negatively impacts my arousal and my desire to have sex. So can we maybe talk about this and create some positive changes? It's a (laughs) win-win, right? Wink, wink. But there's a different piece to this also. Why self-pleasure, so number two, self-pleasure is really effective and empowering version of foreplay. Why is that? Because a lot of women experience dissatisfaction with foreplay. There is a physiological and kind of like biological explanation for this, and it's simply a time aspect. And um, most people don't know about this, and I think it's quite tragic. But the female body requires from 30 to 40 minutes to be fully turned on and engorged. And engorged, engorgement, is the female version of erection. 30 to 40 minutes it takes for the female sexual anatomy, the female genitalia to be fully turned on, fully filled with blood and circulation and activation. And so if you're doing like five minutes worth of foreplay, makes sense that it doesn't feel great or that that's simply not enough time for you to get into your body, to get aroused, to get the juices flowing, to get the activation that you need for sex, penetration to feel exquisite. Because penetration can feel exquisite and also sex doesn't have to include penetration. The male body, on the other hand, has a way more rapid turn-on kind of staircase. It takes the male body, the male genitalia, about 5 to 10 minutes. So it makes sense that most men don't need, quote-unquote, more foreplay than that, because their body works in a different way. Male and female bodies work in different way. We are biologically different. And that's okay. Let's learn about the differences because it's important to know that. It gives you important information so that you can understand your body and not think something's innately wrong with you because you need more time. You're not taking too long, right? In the honeymoon phase, yeah, you were dripping wet by just thinking about your lover, partner. Because you were in love. Because you were literally high (laughs) off of endorphins and serotonin and dopamine and all of those very, very powerful um, chemical substances and and, uh, hormones in the body. So you were thinking about sex all the time. You were super excited about your partner. You were fucking like two, three times per day. You literally could not get enough. You were wet all the time. That's part of the honeymoon phase. And yeah, it sucks, but it, it changes, right? Something shifts when you enter the long-term phase. You can absolutely cultivate the same level of excitement 
and adventure and novelty, but it requires effort and you need to work with different strategies in order to feel that way for a long-term partner after 20 years. But it's never going to feel exactly the same. You're not going to, you're most likely not going to have that same level of excitation and, uh, and turn on as you did in the beginning. But what you can experience is something very different and that is equally as satisfying, but it feels different, right? So after the honeymoon phase, your turn on is not as rapid. Also, age matters. As you age as a woman, your body changes. You go through stages in your life that impact your your body, your hormones, your psychology, all of the things. Menopause, for example, a lot of women experience that after menopause, they don't their arousal speed or like their their connection with their sexual turn on simply changes and their body has a longer response um, time frame and the runway it's like a longer runway in order to take off into sexual turn on and activation so age matters uh, health matters there are so many things that contribute but just knowing that it takes you time and that you're allowed to give yourself that time can be so liberating and so such a relief and then you can also understand why sometimes self-pleasuring before entering a partnered experience can then give you you know you can start you can you get a head start basically so maybe if you don't want to spend 30 40 minutes with your partner in foreplay or if you don't have that time or if whatever you can do some of that work on your own and that can feel super empowering it can also feel really exciting to be like hey partner lover i'm gonna go into the bedroom and get started set your timer join me in 20 minutes fun exciting flirtatious it can be part of the, the dance, part of the, the game that sexuality is, the erotic game between you and your partner. It can also be a space where you get to be so selfish, practice being selfish, and turn yourself on in solo pleasure. Give yourself what you need in order to get turned on, and you probably do that better than any lover does or can right you get to cultivate self-connection you get to explore your body with the emotional quality from the approach and give yourself a full body massage and do all the things that you really want to do that you know gets you activated and puts you in a state of um like a sensual state of mind a sexual state of mind and really enjoy yourself so selfishly before any other person enters the bedroom. That can feel like an asset. That can feel super special rather than like, oh, I have to do it on my own. (laughs) Sometimes it's all about perspective too, about mindset. Do you have a positive mindset towards foreplay, solo play, sexuality, partnered sexuality? If not, see if you can work on that. And this can be a really powerful way to feel really excited about being selfish in the bedroom and turn yourself on, give your body exactly what it needs, give your vulva, your pussy exactly what she needs 
before your partner enters the space. And then through cultivating that selfishness, that that um, self-centered connection with yourself, when your partner enters, you can continue feeling self-centered in a positive way, which will positively impact your partner's sexual experience. So you're inviting your partner into your sexuality, into your sexual space, and you can continue feeling it more like a leader, an initiator, an autonomous, empowered, independent sexual woman. And you're already at a simmer, at a sexual and pleasure simmer, which feels great. So you're not starting from zero. Yeah. When you're in that self-pleasure foreplay experience with yourself, you can breathe, you can dance, you can do full body massage. You can do different things to get out of your head, into your body, communicate with yourself, really practice being selfish during self-pleasure and bring that selfishness, which is positive, into sex as well. Focus 90% on yourself, 10% on your partner. Really feel excited about being with yourself in your body. All of this makes you a better lover. It helps you enter into that trance state that sexuality is and can be. It lets you feel into like, what's here on my self-pleasure, like self-pleasure menu? What do I want to choose today? What flavor do I want? You get to choose. You get to be selfish. It's so empowering to then invite your partner into your space, to be more of that leader. And feel like you're responsible for your sexuality. You have control. You don't need permission from anyone. Pretty good, huh? I don't know. Maybe you're like, nah, fuck this. This sounds awful. (laughs) I want my partner to be there with me from zero to ten, like from start to finish. And that's fine too. I'm not saying you have to do this every time. I'm saying this could be part of the experience every now and then. It can also be a very... Uh, it's it's also a very effective way to actually have space to self-pleasure if you're struggling with um, time and motivation to self-pleasure or masturbate doing it before you're going to have sex with your partner kind of kills two birds in one stone so you know maybe that's helpful to think about as well Um, the last thing that I want to share is one of my favorite quotes, or it's not really a quote, but like, um, a thing that I've learned from Esther Perel. She's one of my idols and biggest inspirations. She's great. Uh, Esther Perel, if you don't know her, she's a sex and couples therapist. She's written books. She's done TED Talks. She's amazing. She talks a lot about, um eroticism in long-term relationships, infidelity, um, taboo topics that oftentimes aren't talked about. She goes there, she talks about it, and she's super um, knowledgeable, competent, intelligent, and uh, thought-provoking. Amazing, amazing, amazing woman. She says, foreplay starts when sex ends. So this is the last thing that I want you to take with you today. Foreplay is not the 30 minutes, the 5 minutes, the 10 minutes before penetration or intercourse begins. Nah. Foreplay starts when sex ends. 
in a relationship. That means that foreplay is part of everyday life. Or at least there's an invitation for you to think that way because it makes long-term relationships so much better. It uh, supports a sexual and erotic connection between two consenting adults living together under a roof, sharing everyday responsibilities, a mortgage, kids, big responsibilities, stressors, life, all of it. Foreplay starts when sex ends. It means that the way that you look at each other uh, across the dinner table can be foreplay. It means the touch that you give each other as you pass each other in the hallway can be foreplay. It means the way that you communicate can feel like foreplay. It means texting, sexting, speaking. It means that you actually get to, and ought to, in my opinion, flirt with each other in a long-term relationship. Usually that's what goes out the window and it's completely ignored, forgotten, and... Um, yeah, not practiced in long-term relationships, the art of flirting. In the beginning, you're flirting all the time, right? And then when security kicks in, there's a ring on the finger, death till death do us part. It's like, well, no, I don't have to. Now I don't have to flirt with you anymore because you belong to me <laughs> or I belong to you. So why are you touching me that way? Or why are you flirting with me? Or why are you sending me sexually suggestive things? Like, we're married. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It couldn't be further from the truth. You get to flirt. Having that mindset, that foreplay starts when sex ends, is going to radically change the way that you interact with your partner throughout everyday life. And then you also get to use self-pleasure, solo pleasure as foreplay. And voila, everything gets so much better. You're welcome. Enjoy. Feel free to reach out and let me know how this lands for you, how this hopefully positively impacts foreplay and your relationship with your partner in a long-term relationship or even in a short-term relationship doesn't matter but you know short-term relationships usually have like a lot of turn on and arousal and more easy relationship with sex so but hey you can apply this in a short-term relationship as well i hope this serves you thank you for today Okay, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure, and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.